Good morning once again to you folks. And also those at the hub. Right, this morning we are glad to witness the delegation, the whole worship team together. And you can see quite a fair number of us are involved at different services. Alright, we call it a traditional, that's why we have the hymn singing. And then the contemporary, and the drum behind you. And also those that are half a contemporary too. And then also the 5pm, the traditional service. Okay, wonderful to see the whole team uh, come forward. It's a joy to acknowledge them, also to pray with them. And to assure them that your labor is really not in vain to the Lord and to the church. We love you folks. Also love those who are still sitting there. Fair right. But maybe next time you'll join us. And so this morning the Lord has kind of led me to share the meditation uh, to this beautiful Psalm, Psalm 100. And I'm going to read to you and then after that we will have the prayer together. Uh, why don't you join me in reading together again as you see the PowerPoint goes. Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful noise, shout to the Lord, and all ye hands. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and into his court with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, his truth endures all generations. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Lord, in truly precision of your word and your leading and your blessing upon our lives, both individually and also as the body of Christ together, we thank you and we praise you. And so at this moment of meditation, we ask that you help us through the work of the Spirit in our lives to make clear your word to us, to speak to our conviction, speak to our needs, speak to our desire that we can totally offer ourselves to you without any reservation. So here we are, Lord, as the people who wait upon your word. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. And so we are really kind of into this, the way the psalmist has described, that you shout or make a joyful noise to the Lord, or ye land, and serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing. Many, many years ago, as a young Christian, I asked a person who counseled me, how come the Christian always sing in the church? God was still a young Christian. As if I have nothing to do with it. I say, hey folks, don't you know that when you are in the presence of the Lord, there's a joy of singing. That's why the Christians are singing people. How true, right? So when you read Psalm 100, this is how a quick reminder for us that this Psalm is talk about celebration as well as thanksgiving. And the Psalmist has clearly pointed out through this Psalm telling us who we are, and what we are also to God. And also above that, look at how we describe our God. 
that God is the creator of all humankind. Young and old, different races, we subject ourselves to God the creation. And then as you get to know him, he becomes the good shepherd of our soul. We are the sheep of his pasture. And here is the God full of mercy, endless and everlasting, and his truth endures generations and generations. We are many generations in the Christian faith already, counting the history. And the word of God continues to be with us. And in the course reference, you can see the psalmist continues to write in Psalm 95, verse 6 and 7, say, Oh, come, let us bow, and let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before our Lord, our Maker. This is worship all about. For He is our God, we are the people that is partial, and the sheep of His hand. Just to kind of remind us how close we can come to God. You see the shepherd leaving the sheep? That's close. And we are that close to God. And you may not sing hymn in this service, but there is a hymn in the hymn called In the Garden. We say, I come to the garden alone. You know this song? Why the dew is still on the rose? God, something like that. But then the phrases say, He walks with me, He talks with me. Very close, right? That there is conversation, fellowship with the one that we follow and we worship. And He tells me all the lovely things I need to know. Look at it. The hymn, In the Garden. There's a way that we see the psalm in us. And here the psalmist continues to remind us, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Folks, the drum is still not loud enough to make that noise. Alright? Of course, I don't refer to the stadium. Look at the slide. Those guys will shout for the footballers or the protesters. Although in the Formula One, my son happened to have some complimentary ticket. One of them went last night. You see, it was very, very noisy. And my wife and I were watching the TV, the, the race. So sinang there, right? And you can see the car from one spot to another, 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 finish. That's it, lah. <laughs> but he said he went there, very noisy. So folks, the Bible is not talking about that kind of noise. But somehow, instead of making joyful noise to the Lord, many of us have make noise to one another. You know what I mean? Something that you're not happy, you make a lot of noise. Right? But hardly we will say there will be joyful noise coming for us and to praise to the Lord. So this morning I have two kind of thoughts to share with you, or two lessons in the sense on Psalm 100. One, be thankful to God always. Second, be zealous for God. Serve the Lord with gladness. And this is what we really need to see ourselves in this psalm. Serve or be thankful to God always. And zealous for God. Serve the Lord with gladness. Talking about be thankful to the Lord. Many of you are longer than me when we are in the old church. And you know how much you've got to bear with a single building, single car park, common washroom, limited space and so on. But thank God, when I came back and joined this church in 2010, that time our brother Pastor Stanley was still in charge, and together with the leadership and you, 
and kind of start rebuilding the building that we had in the old and to what we are today. Very nice century with three centuries that we can use, like three in one, the kind of feeling, three family in one. And so we have so much to thank God for. I look up the record. It says that in the year 2012, you know we torn down the building in 2011? You recall, folks? Were you around? 2012, we had our first Christmas service as an official service. We start out a new church. Can you imagine that you came back that year and look at some hundred? This is what we have to declare. Shout to the Lord. Do his faithfulness to the and serve the Lord gladness. Come before his presence with singing. This is how we kind of enter the gates of God with thanksgiving. And so when I look at the church and look at people like you this morning, the mornings to come next week and so on, we have so much to thank God. But folks, I must tell you that the work has not finished yet. We thank God the building is up. We are not talking about building here, folks. We are talking about the kingdom God's work. And God's kingdom work involves people blessing one another, blessing more lives and lives could come. Now what do I mean by that? Let me share with you this exciting kind of ministry that we pastor will go through concerning the testimony of this couple that we know many years back in one of my former churches that I served. Uh, not long ago, I guess around two weeks ago, we received an invitation inviting me or my wife to attend their home blessing and the thanksgiving service. Now this is not really easy to come about because uh, this couple, I'll call them John and Mary, uh, they were both professional body people. That many years ago when we were with them, they had a kind of family crisis at the moment. Uh, so bad that, you know, the why was really uh, shaken off, uh, going everywhere to seek for help and to see how they can go over with the crisis. Crisis came, I don't have the detail, but I gathered from the wife this recent gathering that her husband, because of the incident, landed up himself in, with the law and he was jailed for two years. In fact, at that time, I thought he was pardoned. But he told us he went to jail for two years. And you can see in those days how anxious they were. But then we thank God, as he testified, that because of the support group they have, we call it a cell group or the crowd group, and there's some professional counselor they can turn to, and couple with some pastoral care and prayer that my wife and I can share with them, let them pull them through. So much so they really look forward to our gathering with them at that recent home blessing and thanksgiving survey. And they were so encouraged to thank all of us for helping, to, helping them through this crisis because they realized that without this cuckoo moral support, it's difficult for them to go through. But interestingly, when we were there, uh, the wife pulled up her file and shared with my wife that during that crisis, my wife had written a note or a letter, a short note, 
to encourage her, say Mary. And you know, we look at the date, 10 over the year, 2002. And she still kept that letter. Because she felt that that would be really a source of encouragement for her. And also to her family at that moment. Now folks, we are not taking any credit in this moment. But we are saying that we are so touched to see lives can mend the life together to overcome the difficulty, uh, to turn defeat into victory. Because we can see John himself, the man, uh, kind of repentant, and then uh, getting his feet up again, his feet up again, and testify at that gathering, say, it was a long, difficult journey. Then he looked around us, he said, thank you folks that you are around, to sustain us, pray with us, walk with us, that today we are now gathered you for this form of home blessing and thanksgiving. And so it is really something very rejoicing with these folks. And I also encourage them and also congratulate them that they didn't hide so much to themselves or suffer in silence that managed to share with us. But it's a very humbling experience, definitely. Because we don't want people to know but we want to assure you folks, we will not ever broadcast the issue that you face. We will more care, to give you more care in praying and counsel you or help you through the crisis. So here is a joy to share in the psalmist where written here. Shout to the Lord with the noise that we have and to serve Him gladly. And so it is very uplifting even for us in the pastoral ministry. To see how through the later kind of ministry that we can offer and pray for one another, that become a really great reward for us in the heart. It's very valuable. So before heaven rewards me, this will be the reward come to us already. And we thank God for that. So here is a reminder for us folks. A solemn reminder to you. That here is the God that we believe. Who can turn the church from old to new to where you are today sitting here? Beautiful pews, got a stage. Here is the God that you and I believe who make things happen, make things possible. And here is the testimony of this couple went into a deep crisis and God helped them turn their lives around and they're back to one piece. I believe God can minister His grace and mercy to you too this morning and the days to come. Of course, we are not saying that everything bad happened to you, right? You don't want that, right? But we know we can't predict. We don't know what. But is your faith strong enough to hold on to your faith? And the man John testified. Thank God. The faith journey can be long but we have people like you to support us. Above all, you have God to support you. So it is our prayer with you this morning that no matter what you are going through at this time, your ups and downs, to the couple they have more downs than upright, that you can turn to the Lord. So can I ask you to pause for a moment for your own reflection and prayer about giving yourself to the Lord
see if there is any area that the Lord is to put His hand in your lives, to console you, to encourage you, to forgive you, to lift you up. Go to God in prayer, folks. I wait for you. Just a moment of prayer. Amen. Uh, let me continue with the second thought with you. That is, be zealous for the Lord and serve Him with gladness. I like to put the word uh, zealous for the Lord. That means that speak of the psalm before us. There must be joy and a kind of gladness in our mind to serve the Lord. Uh, Hebrew language for gladness simply serve the Lord with joy. Uh, serve the Lord with joy. And listen to this Bible commentary, and I like the way he writes about some hundred here. It says, when a person is truly thankful to the Lord, then there is a desire to serve. It is what you really want to do, and when you get the chance to do it, it makes you glad. You have a sense of privilege and excitement. The opportunity to serve the Lord brightens your day. Can I repeat to you folks? I want you to brighten your day. Now the psalmist was saying this some hundred. When a person is truly thankful to the Lord, then there is a desire to serve Him. It is what you really want to do, and when you get the chance to do it, it makes you glad. You have a sense of privilege and excitement. The opportunity to serve the Lord brightens the day. Amen? Now don't look so sad. Lah. If not, I'll keep on reading to you. Eh? Well, folks, I believe the joy is in the heart, really. And the expression comes out through your face. A smile. And I remember this is how I learned in my kind of ministry to the Lord. I had the opportunity to kind of touch base with the Ashes team uh, just a few weeks ago when we have the Ashes get-together fellowship. And then I was asked to share a thought. And suddenly, uh, very impromptu, I mentioned about my experience of serving the Lord. And I want to share with you now in the larger body. Uh, that it happened many, many, many years ago. I was still a student, very young, very shy. Uh, coming from a non-Christian background, I don't know what is hymn singing, listening to sermon, or even talk about serving or fellowship. Then that particular Saturday, a Christian brother, who is also my classmate, he invited me to his church, and that was really my home church then, Fairfield Methodist Church in downtown. That Saturday, somehow the church was having a food carnival festival to raise funds or do something. But being a very new a stranger to the group, I was put to help in a Yong Tao Fu store. And they looked at me so green, don't know what to do. So they asked me to become cashier, <laughs> collect money and exchange. Because in case the hot water will come to me and but they serve and so on. So to me that was fun, really fun. 
And then the people with the store that we had were very cheerful, lively, vibrant, joking, really warm my heart. I think I picked up my smile from them until now. And that was that. That was my integration to the Christian fellowship on service for the Lord. You know what? Next day is Sunday, right? And that became my first official formal worship service in the Methodist Church till today. And to me, as I look back, that was a good start. But I never know the Lord continued with me till now. I'm still in service. Even people are talking about my retirement. But I think I still have to serve. Because the heart is still pumping. The heart is not retired yet. That's it, folks. Very simple. All you need to do is avail, avail yourself doing this and doing that. The ministry of God will come to us. If you don't believe, give it a try. Give it a try, folks. You think you're a shy person? I think I'm more shy than you. Like some of us like to sit behind, right? I will be behind, behind you. Can you believe it? That kind of feeling. That was how I began my Christian journey. Christian service for the Lord. But thank God that over the years we learned from the scripture. Christian character, Christian men and women who dedicated their lives, ministry to God to serve as missionaries, pastors, church workers and so on for the Lord. But one of the outstanding characters I learned from the Bible is the man called Joshua. I hope you are familiar with him. A very humble man, right? He started as just an assistant person to Moses, the great leader in the Exodus journey. That God only called Moses, not Joshua yet. But Joshua learned along, prayed along, and witnessed miracles after miracles and goodness of God. And so he was one of the spies, you remember? The child that sent up by Moses. Caleb and he, Joshua, was the one who came back to say, we, have go, we need to go to the land because God had promised to give us the land for delivery. Tai-tai, you must go. But the ten said, no, no, no. We can't fight all these giants. We better back up. But God spoke to the group. Listen, I will be with you. And so... Caleb and Joshua were the leading men together with Moses went into the promised land. Or went into the land. But then later you realize that because Moses was not able to obey God much, Moses was not given the opportunity, the honor to enter the promised land that filled with milk and honey, except Joshua and his generation. They went through. They also crossed the river Jordan. They got to the stop the water and they crossed. Just like the way they crossed the Red Sea, Moses and people went. Joshua experienced that and then he went around the Jericho city. Remember the story? After six days, the seventh day, they only need to shout once. The war was collapsed. And so that was the kind of journey that Joshua went through and continued with many victories after victory. And finally, at the end of his life, and this is what I want to emphasize on, Joshua 24, verse 15b, the last part, he says, When he was trying to put the people together, from this day forward, you choose which side you want to be on. 
the site that belong to the old generation that follow the worship of idols, or you follow me, God, serving the living God. And he testified himself, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Listen, folks. Serving the Lord is not rest at your generation or my generations. Serving the Lord is my household, and now and together. So, folks, don't think that you finish your work, or I retire, that's the end, right? Or telling the folks, I got five grandchildren now today. I don't know how to help them to serve the Lord. Challenging. So, the more you have, the more challenges are there. I will not rest, as far as the scripture is concerned, that as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Not only my generation, but generation, generations to come. So this morning I believe the challenge is extended to you too. Are you able to put your hand together and serve the Lord? We know you are, many ways. So don't give up. Press on. Because as long as there's an opportunity, excitement for you, it will brighten the day that you serve the Lord. So it is a reminder this morning for us, as a reflection for us, are you making yourself available to God? Think about it, folks. All you need to do is really avail yourself, whatever capacity you have. We know you have, and we should not really keep it to ourselves. You check your timetable, you check your management of time, you check your faith, and you check how far you have gone in your faith journey. Then you tell the Lord, are you available for Him? If you are, there are plenty of ministry for us to do. Just now you see the whole of the ministry, the right to us. We pray you were able to respond. Finally, let me end with this quotation for Peter Marshall, who is the chaplain of the U.S. Senate, who says, The small deeds done are better than great deeds planned. How true. The little you do, than the big plan that we are thinking to have. And so folks, I leave this to you and ask for your own response to God. Amen. Let's pray. God our Father, we lift up our hearts before you, thanking you for the day of worship, the day that we make ourselves, this moment to praise you and to thank you. So we pray for this encouragement of the scripture that we can also serve you with gladness. So it is our prayer for these dear ones who are here this morning that we will take up the challenge to remind ourselves that the journey has not ended yet. To continue with you and to serve you with all that we have. So watch over us, Lord, in your goodness and your mercy. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen.